there is an indefinable, mysterious power that pervades everything. That power that can make a way out of nowhere. Today, the world, in the world, is so much suffering because of that one of prayer. Welcome, everybody, to the Prayer Revolution. I am so, so glad that you are here with us, all of our live Zoomers. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to all of those tuning in now on Facebook Live. Um, and we are just really glad that you guys are here. Um, my name is Doyal. I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Vera. We do this every morning. We've been saying a prayer. And this week, in light of the issues being raised around uh, the murdering of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Arbery, and um, other racial injustices happening today and, and throughout, throughout history, um, we've been inviting uh, members of our Black community to just speak with us, share with us a little bit on, um, on how we as a community can learn and be more empathetic and be aware of the issues at hand in an informed, in a collaborative, in a unified um, way of moving forward. And, uh, and so we're really, really glad to have you here, Shrikala. Shrikala and I, um, I was reflecting, we met way back in 2007, um, yeah. going to Burning Man. We met yeah. in LA. Um, I was from Laguna, you were flying in from New York, and we were both recruited to go to Burning Man. I think I was recruited to, to cook, and you were recruited to do kirtan. Yep, yep. And, what an uh, epic way to meet. <laughs> way, we drove up from uh, from LA all the way to Black Rock City, Nevada, and went to Burning Man. And uh, yeah. we spent some time there. And then and then I eventually moved to New York uh, like a few months later, and we lived in the ashram together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I know you. I know you. I know you a little bit. We go a little bit back, but maybe some of our audience knows you or doesn't know you too well. So maybe you want to just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and tell us a little bit of what you do. Yes, indeed. Like you said, I am from uh, Brooklyn, New York, and now I live in Los Angeles. It's it's um, love both cities. I'm a city person, so you know, if I left New York, I felt like I had to go to another city to kind of keep that that kind of energy fast paced moving. Um, but uh, yeah, the main focus is music, main focus is music and using sound vibration and, and everything that I've learned uh, living in the temple with you and, and experiencing the whole bhakti movement and understanding the power of sound was was something that really uh, was driven home for me. And um, ever since then, ever since I, I left that ashram experience, it's just been all about using different genres, hip hop, dub, reggae, uh, and more recently Afrobeat to bring forth uh, this message of, of love, this message of, of God, this message of peace, this message of healing. And, uh, you know, I've been doing that as a performer, as a teacher, as a coach. Uh, and um, it's just a blessing to be able to share it through this, this medium of sound, you know. It's almost like uh, before spiritual life, this was, you know, was into this music and after spiritual life, it's like marrying both both sides together, both polarities together to offer, you know, something that is like relevant to, to today's time. Yeah, I, I think that that's beautiful. Your, your share, like music has always been a part of your life and it's something you did even before coming to, I mean, you were, you've been a musician your whole life. You were a skateboarder, you're a pretty good skateboarder. Mm -hmm. um, in New York City, yeah. known around the streets in New York, if you've ever seen them. Uh, uh, 
when we were, I remember living in the ashram when you were, when you, we, you, you lived as a monk, you gave it up and you became a monk. Yeah. And sometimes you'd walk down the street in your robes and a monk and there'd be a group of people at Union Square or something. And, and you'd just uh, hop on the skateboard and be like, oh, look at that monk over there. He's so uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then, um, and then after leaving the ashram, it was, I think it, I think it's, it's a beautiful way, um, the way that you integrated all of your skills and talent to, um, to use it as a voice to uh, to spread to spread messages. I mean, I, I, I've listened to your music for a long time, and I love the new stuff that you're putting out recently. Um, and so the music that you're putting out is is beautiful. It's powerful. Um, it's it's eclectic. It's um, so I love yeah. I love what you're doing. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Thank it's you. A, I love what it's you're a, doing. It's a prayer revolution. Your music is a prayer revolution, bro. I love that. Been leading the prayer revolution long before this podcast ever started. Oh, you know, and it's it's been it's been before my birth. This prayer revolution has been happening, so we're carrying the torch forward into the future. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. beautiful. Yes, indeed. So before we before we jump into anything, I just want to check in. Um, how have you been? How are you doing? I mean, even just um, uh, uh, when quarantine hit, and you know, back in. March you've been you're out in LA you're on the west coast yeah so um how's that been for you and just what have you been up to and how have you adjusted well it's definitely a um an unexpected turn an un unexpected shift like I feel like um uh everyone experienced just the sudden uncertainty the sudden um shift in 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 just task and calendar you know, I feel like I was on the road to kind of build a whole tour. I had a whole tour planned for 2020 with, with music and starting to reach out to people and kind of get things moving. And, and uh, that got flipped upside down. Um, just a lot of external movement got stopped and shifted, which was beautiful because it really allowed me to take a pause and really survey what my next steps were, you know, and um, so in, in that sense, that was really powerful. And in another sense, it gave me a, a glimpse into um, how grounded I was in uncertainty, how I was able to really be present with it. Because, you know, this pandemic, they're like, where did it come from? We don't know, you know, came from someplace in China, you know, from possibly from an animal. Like, there's no real, like, pinpointed details with something that's, like, massively attacking everyone, you know? And so that in itself um, is a is a big space for fear, even even for me, you know, even for I feel like someone who's meditated and 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 spent so long um, trying to understand how safe I actually just am on a basic level. That that safety is always mine's and always my birthright. Still, I got to see layers where I didn't believe or I didn't have faith, you know, where I actually felt like. I could actually be taken out by this thing. And that was, I felt really valuable too, not only for me to experience uh, the levels of um, fear that I have in my body, but also the, how much resilience was here too, to kind of meet that uncertainty and still feel the love that Krishna has, the love that the divine has too to keep me safe and that I'm always protected no matter what is happening. I feel like now I'm on like a whole other level of protection, you know, like no matter what, you know, I'm protected. You know, even if, even if sickness comes, I'm protected. Even if, if, if ill health comes, 
there is a, an absorption that's possible. There is a, a, a service that's still possible even in that space. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, you know, kind of hit me on both levels on a, on a material, slow down, witness what's going on and, and really calibrate what your priorities are. And then on a level of, of how much faith do I actually have? How much do I actually believe in everything that I've been studying, you know? Yeah. And so. Wow. That's, I'm glad you really, I'm glad you brought it back to that point. Cause I realized I skipped over the whole thrust and, and, and beginning of our podcast, which is we say a daily prayer every time. We <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh, and I had asked you last night when we were texting a little bit, if you'd like to, if you'd like to lead us in a prayer, you're so poetic and thoughtful and reflective and, uh, yeah. you agreed. And so, um, you know, if you, if you would, we'd love for you to lead us in a prayer this morning and then we'll, we'll let it flow from there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like, uh, what I was feeling is, is to lean into, uh, this divine uncertainty, the words that are always there and, and kind of just lean into that and, and see what's there on an improvised space for this prayer. Please. Yeah. For everyone listening in the here now and those that will come later to tune in, it's allowing yourself to feel the love that is coming through this podcast right now. The, the torrents, the torrents of love pouring and rushing through, reaching you. There's unlimited amounts of it here and everything that we're talking about and the conversations that have been happening, everything that's been leading up to this point, it's a massive rush of healing presence, love, and the one thing that's being asked is to surrender to it, open up to it. How much can you take in? And also asking the gurus, the guides that have come previously that are here now in the physical and beyond this physical body to turn it on full blast for us, turn it on full blast for us to the degree that we are willing to receive it. And I ask everyone to welcome in the highest frequency that you can receive right now. It's light, it's love, it shines from above, from below, from the left to the right. That infinite sight that comes from the eternal, but also without present in the words that's coming from my mouth, coming through me, release easily, gratitude for this Sangha. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rikala. Yes, indeed. Poetic and beautiful. Um, something that you shared that struck me was um, you mentioned to s- tune in to the frequency that's coming in and, and surrender to it, mm-hmm. however much you can take in. Yeah. 
And that hit me because I think that that's, that's something that I've been feeling a lot the last few days. And I'd like more of your perspective on is that there's, there's so much coming in um, and it can feel overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know, you know? E e even, even myself, I mean, it's, it's um, trying to understand what is my role, our place in things. And, you know, it sometimes feels that if I just get silent and observe, then there's a push of like, why aren't you doing something and getting involved and speaking up. And then sometimes I feel because, because my nature, I can be a very loud kind of like, you know, like high energy. And then I feel like it's just coming from a place of being frantic and just trying too hard. Mm. And then it just feels like it can just be like overwhelming. And then you just like shut down. I can't take anymore. Mm. And so when you just mentioned like, how much can you take? It was really, um, I'd love for you to speak more on that because you, you mentioned it a few times in your prayer, this idea of the frequency of however much we can let in, how much we can take, whatever that the highest frequency we can, we can allow. Mm. Um, and um, yeah. just if you want to just share a little bit more on that, what that means for you and what, what was coming through. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is how fast things are moving today in 2020. Things are moving faster than it has ever moved. And um, there's so much, there is so much of everything that we want here. Love, relationship, Krishna, more connection to God. It has so much to do with how much do you want to take in? How much are you willing to surrender into? How much are you willing to say yes to? And uh, the, the current events are really pushing the timeline. Mm. To say like, humans, you have so much more to take in. There's so much more for you to, to, to welcome into your bodies, into your physical being. There's so much more love to give to the planet. There's so much love to give to a particular area, particular race. There's so much, there's so much more space. Let's shake this up so that we can see, uh, we can have a, 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 a bigger glimpse on the urgency around it. The urgency for you to feel this, the urgency for you to wake up and, and take in more, the urgency for you to love more, the urgency for you to, to see a particular area that is lacking in this love and to blast it and what happens when you do that. And um, part of this is overwhelming. It's just, it's just the nature of growth. You know, it, it feels like whenever, I'm, whenever I feel the most overwhelmed is when I'm, I'm reaching for more. When I'm reaching for more, when I'm calling in more service, when I'm calling in more, more, more followers, more likes, more music to be created and put out, anything that's, that's increasing for, for my service to, to be seen uh, at, a, at, a, at a larger scale. I tend to go into overwhelm. And one of the main reasons is because I let go of the beauty that is here. Like there's so much magnificence and that, that is right here, right now. I'm, I'm, I get to be in this conversation with you all. That's, that's epic, that's magnificent. I get to you know, have this amazing technology 
to, to even share my voice. You know, I get to go across the world in an instant. In an instant. And these are all things that is worth feeling really good about. But there's that tendency when it comes to, you know, when it, that the term like manifestation, the law of attraction, any of these terms, the universal law, where uh, there's, it requires both polarities. It requires not only racing after something and, 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 and increasing your service, but also allowing yourself to really fall in love with what God is giving me right here, right now. So it's that, that um, you know, I'm remembering this, this, this story of when Krishna entered uh, Mathura and all the, the, uh, the women, I think it was the queens, they, they saw Krishna and they were, it's, it's described that they were satiated but not satisfied. And I think that that's like the, the sweet spot. That's like the ultimate balance to be satiated, to be like, to be, to be in a space of where I am is, is enough. What I am is enough. Everything I want is already here. And then at the same time, I want more. I want more love. I want more service. I want more eyes. I want more, you know, I want more um, God. I want more health. I want more money so that I can serve. Uh, and so there's, there's always that balance, especially um, because I definitely lean on the side of, um, of acceptance, you know, living in the temple has taught me how to sleep on the floor. I can, I can get on the floor at any point now and sleep on it and I'm good. You know, I love my beds, right? I love my beds and I love things being really nice and lush and lavish and, you know, and at the same time, I can get on the floor at any point, you know, and just sleep on the floor. Uh, so there's, there's that balance, you know, in that space. And, and the overwhelm is just part of it. The overwhelm is part of it. And I think that especially for the spiritual community, we tend to uh, shy away from the overwhelm or shy away from discomfort areas. But that's the space that we want to learn how to bring love into, that we want to learn how to bring Krishna into, that Krishna also ex exists in those space of overwhelm. Can you see him? Yeah. And I think that that is, is something that is a major healing factor for for that space of overwhelm, you know? Because when you, especially with, with Black Lives Matter and, and with the pandemic, all these topics are overwhelming topics. You know, how can you, how can you like pay attention to that? Meanwhile, you know, uh, creating for your family, meanwhile, working your job, meanwhile, doing the service that you were already doing. You know, all these things are meant to overwhelm us. It's meant to push us to the edge so that we can surrender more Therefore, we can have more. That we can, we can let in more. And and um, yeah, a few things on in that area. Yeah, no, I pre what 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 I what I'm hearing is that there's a there's a need to to welcome that feeling of of overwhelmness. Yes. Because uh, there there's there's a need. we're being pushed for more. That basically there's more that's meant to be let into our lives, but mm -hmm. our arms are only extended this much. And so what, 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 what it seems that, 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 that God is doing, what life is doing, what, what society is doing is it's trying to give us more, but we're feeling overwhelmed because my arms are so narrow. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a growth spurt. It's a growth, it's a, it's a growing pain. Yeah. Like I'll feel less overwhelmed when I start to broaden my ability to receive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? I love that. Yeah. And I think that that for me, because um, 
because I'm, I'm feeling that right now, you know, myself, even just like mm -hmm. as an interviewer. And, and my thought was this week, because like, I want to, sh I, I want to hear from, from voice, from, from, from black voices in our community. So I'm going to be inviting people onto the show. And then um, at a certain point, I start to doubt myself, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I just, you know, put it, you know what I mean? Am I making people uncomfortable? I learned, I learned through this process that you know, I was reaching out to people that I haven't, I'm not normally in touch with a lot. I was like, you want to come on the show? But without even asking them, how are you doing? You know? Mm -hmm. And then a part of me just starts to feel like, oh, geez, you know, like, is this just, I think it's like with any new, with any news cycle that happens, it's kind of like a news cycle. And then at a certain point in the news, whatever it is, not just with racial issues, it's like, okay. I'm tired of reading about this in the news, you know what I mean? Like whatever what whatever news cycle it might be, you know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like you know what I mean? Like I remember like like years ago there was like Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. It was like all over the news and then it was like it, it fell off. Maybe I'm tired of hearing about that. And then it was like COVID was all over the news. And I was like, you don't really hear about COVID anymore. It's like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I was in New York City, we um we have this Ratyatra festival down Fifth Avenue where it's like this massive parade of Kirtan. And uh, they canceled it because, you know, of COVID. Mm. But then I was in this, I was at a protest on Sunday in Times Square, a Black Lives Matter uh, protest. And, uh, you know, there are thousands of people there. And I was like, probably could have had a Rathiatra, you know, people were standing uh -huh. up. You know, <laughs> we were outside, we're in massive, probably could have had a Rathiatra outside. Yeah. Yep. Festival, you know? Uh -huh. And so what, 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 what I'm leaning into with this, with this I, think, I think when there's ever a flood of anything that's coming in, there's a natural feeling of overwhelmedness. And I think that there is, yesterday we had our good friend Brejirani was talking about self-care and taking care of ourselves. And I think that that is an important part of it. But what I feel, what I'm trying to remind myself of what's happening now with the issues of racism and Black Lives Matter is that it's not just another news cycle mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to like, okay, when, when it's kind of like, it's like when that, when that um, thought comes into my head of like, okay, like, I'm tired of reading about this news and when this news cycle is going to end. Like, that's like an alarm to me. Like, ah, 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 ah. like, don't go into that pattern. Don't just be like, okay, I'm, I'm just shutting it out. Like find yeah. a way to lean towards that overwhelmness because there's like a, th this is something that needs to, like, it's not just something to be informed about. It's something that we need to shift and change about. So it's what you're saying is helpful for me and I'm really processing it. I'm really, I'm really grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that this that that the the power of going into that overwhelm and really feeling it and really like allowing it is 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 accessing a, a massive area of energy of like potential energy that has not yet been tapped into. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Um, Vera mentioned to me because he had he had a call. He's gonna have to leave early today. I don't know if he's, okay. if he's did you already leave? Vera, did you tune out? He's done. Oh. Vera, Vera got to head out. Do you want to say something before you head out, Vera? I'm grateful to be part of the dialogue, DG. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm a listener. I'm hearing your heart and I'm hearing your desire to build community, to open up the conversation in response to so many of our community members wanting to, yeah, wanting, uh, wanting us to approach this more specifically and to invite voices from, yeah, from, from the community that's most affected by it. And, and I'm appreciating, appreciating your heart, appreciating Srikala is just a, a wealth of wisdom. And uh, I, I, we're, we're fans. So, you know, he, he's, he's a brother and a dear friend, but also we are fans. We love, we love the sound vibration that is flowing from your heart 
that is transformative, no matter what your background is, no matter what color skin you have, no matter what religion, no matter what faith, it touches, penetrates the deepest part of the heart and touches the soul. So I'm, I'm in appreciation and gratitude. And, uh, and, and I, you know, just as we're, as we're sharing, as it's a dialogue, it's, uh, it's the nature of our soul. It's the nature of our soul to dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a call and response on the deepest, deepest level that when our pure self, our pure consciousness is reflected by the divine, it just keeps expanding. It keeps increasing. And so we're getting that expansion. We're getting that in, increased awareness, increased connection, mm-hmm. increased understanding. We're all growing together by just making this space. And then, of course, having a, a great soul like Sri Kala enter it and, and reflect all that beautiful light. So we're super grateful, Baba. Super grateful to be with you. Thank appreciate you, DJ, for calling. Yes, indeed. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, um, something uh, before I had questions or things to, to, to share, ask you, Sri Kala, but um, one of the things I'm, I, I'm learning and wanted to pause and do is before I start rattling off questions and lead the conversation, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you, um, were there things that you came, when I invited you to speak and come onto the show, were there things that came to your mind that you wanted to share or topics to bring up or talk about? If not, that's okay, but I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to lean into that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the idea of you throwing questions at me and me answering it, you know? Yeah. I feel like um, I, I, I love the topics of today. I feel like it, there's, there's so much for me to share when it comes to uh, Black lives and spirituality and consciousness. Yeah. Uh, so that's a, that's a juicy topic, I feel like. Um, and, and whatever else you want to throw at me, I think I'm excited. Yeah, in, well, in maybe, direction. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll just start there. I mean, how do you, as a spiritualist, um, you know, um, just wh- what do you feel is, you know, I, I've been hearing many people say that there is no the spiritual response, but there is various, I can give a spiritual response. So how is it, how is it that you, uh, as a black man in the current situation, a spiritual practitioner, um, in the line of work you do, coaching and, um, and music, um, what do you feel is a spiritual response to what's happening here today that is both deep and resonant with spiritual values, but also um, empathetic and um, to what's actually happening. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's the, it's the beauty and the dialogue and just having the conversations. I think, I think that that's really powerful. Blessings, Vera. And, and uh, that space of getting messy because there's no actual perfect way to have the conversation. Mm. There's there's things to learn and 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 things to understand about uh, Black Lives Matter and 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 how to approach it in the best way we possibly can. But at the same time, a lot of us we just have have to get messy and and really allow ourselves to to not just be in that space like we're talking about just in the spiritual realm and just shutting off everything that feels too intense and too heavy mm. but actually going into it and seeing what's there what what's the what are the, what's the pain that the world is feeling because of this issue because of this issue mm. and to be willing to uh experience what that feels like in your own body so that you can then begin to have your own conversation around it and i think that that's an important area is is to to speak up and get get messy with it, you know, mm-hmm. and especially you know 
having a safe space. Like, I feel like this is an example of a safe space, like this dialogue, this conversation, all the people that we have in here is a safe space for us to get a little messy and to have, and to start these dialogues and conversations and to learn from it. You know, there's so many people that are messaging me that, that, that they're just like, I got my ass handed to me because I spoke up in a way that was completely insensitive to the movement that was happening. And I did not know that I was completely oblivious to what, you know? And so there's, there's so much conversation around that of how people are waking up to their, to their own obliviousness around the topic, you know? And I think that, that, that it's not a lot of, there's a lot of hiding that goes on so that we are not seen as uh, oblivious or we, we're not seen as not knowing. And I think that we have to all just kind of get in there and with our love and get in there with our, with, with how we actually feel about the situation, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that that's, that's super important to, to, yeah. to share your voice, no matter if it's the most spiritual approach or if it's the hardest, you know, I think it's, it's good to share your voice. You know? Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that so much because it's, it's encouraging that, um, that uh, just be part of the conversation, just get in the conversation. And I like you, yeah. the, the messiness of it, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that that's part of, I mean, some, a, a question that I have, I'm curious, um, a term that I recently came to learn about is this idea of, of white fragility, um, mm -hmm. which is this concept that there's, and we've spoken this a little bit previous on the show, this idea of, of, of many white people coming out of this sense of denial or coming out of this sense of like, you know, there's some people that looked at what happened, they're like, yeah, you know, that's been happening for a long time. I'm glad you're finally seeing it. And there's some people look, oh my God, I can't believe like something that like happened. And then mm -hmm. there's this kind of like wave of guilt or this wave of shame or this wave of like, I gotta do something. And it's kind of, and then it, then it becomes like, like white people will get very sensitive all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like we say the wrong thing or we do something. It's like, well, I'm just, I was just trying to help. And it was just like, all of a sudden, we become the ones that need comforting. And it's like, no, that's not what this is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? like, no, like you, you do not need comforting right now. Like this is not what this is about, but, it, but it's we're, we're, some of us are in such a fragile state mm -hmm. because we either feel guilty or we feel uh, shame or we feel um, like overwhelmed or you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that just puts us in this fragile, this white fragility, this idea of, of, of white fragility. And so, um, uh, do you experience that when you look at the people and, and I just wonder if you wanted to speak on that or like, how do, mm. how do people, how do white people experiencing this white fragility, you know, is that a healthy thing? Is that something we just work through? Is it something, you know what I mean? What, what would you speak to that? Well, I, I feel like it, with that fragility, That fragility is something that is being seen just all across the board. I don't really feel like it's just a, a white person's mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's also happening within the black experience within uh, many different nations and colors and creeds and and the you know the lack and the smallness that's been a part of the black community is also existing in the white community. And so there's like, there's a clash happening. There's the a clash where- smallness, you said? Yeah, yeah. Just that, that space of, uh, that space of I'm not enough because of my color. Therefore, I have to hide out, you know, and that, that's also happening in the black community. Or, or, you know, I feel like that, that smallness or that, that, that fragileness is, is, um, is something that everyone is getting to see right now. 
And although there's like, you know, an, an oppressed and the oppressor, still there's so many people waking up to that small little bit about amount of racism that exists in everyone. Yeah. That 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 like that's part of the waking up also is the waking up out of racism, even the the, the little bit that that we have in our bones, you know, that human beings may have, you know. And and when I say racism, it can, you know, big racism is like your color, I don't like it, don't come into my establishment. That's just like, you know, kind of like the 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 peak of it. And then there's like the subtle 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 racism that happens where you where people will cross the street you know because they're afraid to walk down the block when when there's a a dark-skinned person walking towards them on one side cross the street or like even on my end you know even on my end going to the movie theater i was going to the movie theater the other day with jesse and you know it's, it's illegal to take food in you know it's illegal to take food into the theater and so I'm just like, Jesse, you take the food because <laughs> she's because my wife is white. You know, I'm like, Jesse, you take the food, you know, you take the food inside. They're not totally not going to bother you, you know. So like, it's really like even that like that that minimal, subtle, you know, it's all it's all waking up in everyone, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone's got to feel it. Everyone's got to feel their fragility. Everyone's got to feel that vulnerable side of themselves and bring love to it. I think that that that's the main thing that we're looking at right now is how can we love an unloved area, mm-hmm. you know, even within ourselves. There 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 are, there are pockets of unloved spaces, and how that reflects out into the world. You know, the the areas of that where we don't love ourselves is also connected to the areas where uh, certain communities aren't receiving love. You know, mm-hmm. they they go hand in hand, and so. I feel like that's that's a powerful feature that even even if this even if a white person is experiencing white fragility and needing comfort, I think that it's important for them to to voice that so that they get it and also to, for them to understand that it's there in themselves for them to love and for them to acknowledge and for them to bring into the conversation like this is what I'm experiencing I'm experiencing shame because I haven't spoke up about it. I'm experiencing, you know, all these different things. And I think that that is, that's huge because that's bringing the darkness into the light. You know, that's bringing, uh, that's, cl- that's clashing separation with union. And, yeah. and, and I think that that's a, that's a really juicy spot there that the topic of separation and union, like uh, a chinta beta beta tatva, and this, 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 this understanding in the bhakti tradition that Actually, the divine is both. The divine is separation and union. The divine is is sameness and difference. Mm. And we're getting to experience now on the planet what it means to honor both. You know, we're getting to see how it feels when the spiritual energy moves into the physical realm, in the sense of you know this this skin color uh, is different than mine's. This religion is different than mine. This this um, this gender is different than mine. All these differences and understanding, we're we're coming to a planetary awareness of the power of difference, which is which is so spectacular. You know, um, it's kind of a, a a really cool way to tangibly understand oneness and difference. You know, because yeah. sometimes it's really hard to grasp that understanding, especially coming you know being a spiritual seeker. There's a lot of realities of oneness and and everything is one everything is one but what about those people over there that are having a, a hell of a hard time they're just suffering is it one for them can they say that too 
Yeah. Therefore, therefore, can you honor that there's something different happening and that yeah. that difference is also part of the divine order that, that, that begs for our attention also. Yeah. I think that that's a powerful space to be in. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was such a, I mean, just the, just the, the littlest things you mentioned going to the movie theaters, which I guess movie theaters are open now in LA. No, not yet. This was, this is, this is back, wow, you know, wow. this is like when, when we were, we, we, we can go out and about. Like movie theaters, you're allowed to go to movie theaters? Yeah. Not, well, I gotta not go yet. to LA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Things are opening up, but, but not, not, not movie, movie theaters. theaters yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But like, you know, uh, did, you ever, did, you, did you ever see the movie um, Jordan Peele, uh, Get Out by Jordan Peele? Yes. Yeah. That was one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. And it was the first, it was the first, I'd like you to show that it was the first time in my life in a small, tiny little way that because it was so visceral and it was so kind of draws you in. It was like, oh, my God, like I, I personally don't know what it's like to feel unsafe walking down the streets of a neighborhood mm. i got this mm. i got this feeling of like like i think he did it as best as anybody could to put a, a white person in a black person's shoes of what it would feel like to be in a white society where your safety is not even guaranteed mm -hmm. it was such a this is a powerful experience I, I thought that movie i thought that movie was much better than us the second movie but yeah. uh but uh yeah yeah i did too actually i did too actually those guys, you know, Key and Peel, they have such an amazing way of, of speaking on these topics. They, they show you kind of like, you know, all right, you've seen it through the front door, now here's through the side door, now here's through the back door. So many yeah. different ways of, of bringing forth um, these conversations, which is really powerful. And, and like horror comedy, like who's doing that? It's just like, it's, it's, it's genius, you know, the clashing of those two worlds, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Do you find that, that, that some of these issues and stuff, because you, you do coaching also, you mentioned, do you find that some yeah. of these issues are coming up in the work you're doing with the clients you're working with? Or, Definitely. I mean, Definitely. obviously what, what goes on in your sessions is confidential, but like, you know, how do you find this coming up in, in that? I mean, yeah. How, I mean, how do, you, how do you respond to it? You know, because, because the macro reflects the micro, because what we see in in black lives and our ability to, to, um, to be with a suffering community and to see not only how that community, the black community has been oppressed, but also how the black community has been royal, you know, and like, you know, the first, um, uh, well, there, there's just been so many triumphs for the black community over, over, you know, the past couple hundreds of years that can also be brought forth. And so just like that on a major scale, on a micro scale, we can see, you know, when I'm working with a client, it's, it's important for them to understand how to be with um, the, the hard feelings. Not only not only in themselves, but in the per people that they're working with. And so, as a as a coach, I have to be able to be there for that person, and not only for their joys and their excitement and all the things that are just going well, but also for their suffering, their pain, the things that they're frustrated by, the things that are making them uncomfortable. And I have to be able to welcome both in as a reality, and love both as a reality, love both sides. 
and not say, oh, this, this, um, you're, you're not happy with, with your relationship right now. That's not part of the conversation. You know, let's get over to the happy stuff. You know, it's, it's important for, for me to see and to, to be able to, to use that contrast because that's what contrast is for. Contrast is to show a uh, greater opportunity for change. Like how, how do we know what more is there until we see what we don't want? When we see what we don't want, when we can, okay, cool, this is what I want because now, I, now this area is, just doesn't feel good at all. And so that's one parallel that I'm seeing in the sense of um, how can you really love, how can I really love what I'm seeing in the other person? and really allow them to know that their discomfort is welcomed, that their vulnerability is welcomed, that they're, especially in art, especially in, 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 as an artist coach, and when I'm working with an artist, it's like the major blocks in it for an artist, for any artist, the major block is that they are afraid of sharing their mess. And so a lot of times when, when an artist has an artist block, it's, it's basically there's something happening in their lives that they don't wanna say. And, and it's just in their minds and it's on their heads and it's in, inside, just cycling, cycling, cycling. And it's like, and they're like, that's not it. That's not the content. That's not the content, you know? But your mess is your message, you know? It's like, it's everything that we love in, in like drama and television. We like to see like, you know, the tension. We like to see the, you know? So, so it's, it's important that for all artists to understand that um, when there's a block, there's an there's an unloved area that you're not willing to bring the light to, the attention to, and then that becomes the song, that becomes the prayer, that becomes the message for the world. And I think that 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 is something that that's happening in in the Black Lives community and 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 on this planet that that um, there is an area on this planet that is underserved. There's an area on this planet and we're, we're getting to see it more drastically, especially because of the pandemic, that, that black people are dying way more than any other race as, as part of this pandemic. And so it's just, it's, just, it's just like blasting it out, the realities now. It's blasting out an unloved area so that everyone can see it. Whereas it, whereas it wasn't on a lot of people's minds previously, now it's like on everyone's mind. Like you can't hide from it because there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people marching every day in every city. Therefore, the, therefore the world is like, hey, you guys, you see that unloved area over there? How long do you want to like not look at it? How long do you want to not like include it in your experience of God? How long do you want to not include it in your experience of 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 um, the service that you're bringing into the world? You know, like how many, you know, in your meetings. Uh, how, how diverse is it in your festivals, in, in your community? Um, are you paying attention? Uh, and so that I feel like is a, is a huge factor in, in, in how the parallels are, are coming up. And one of the ways that I'm seeing the parallels. Oh, you're muted. Yeah. Sorry, I got I unmuted. I, I mute myself so that the background noise doesn't block whatever you're saying. Uh huh. But uh, you were saying that the uh, the macro and the micro of those terms, and that that there are unloved areas in society that need attention. Yes. Um, and that there are also unloved areas in ourselves that need attention. 
mm-hmm. and that um, it's important for us to give give energy there to both, and um, and that I think that I, I love I love what you mentioned the the mess the mess is our message, mm-hmm. mess is our message, you know. Yeah. And so maybe maybe do you want to share a little bit about your own? Um, a lot of people are asking, by the way, um, where can they find your music? They want to listen yeah. to your music. So you can you can post that. Tell we can put that in the chat board. You can tell people before mm-hmm. we go. I want you definitely share that. But maybe you can speak a little bit more about that. That about speak a little bit about your music and about your creative process and and, yeah. and what it's like for you. Yeah. Well. Well. My music can be found shrikala.com. S R I K A L A dot com. Try to like really create one stop shop for you so that you can get everything you know, in one place, you don't have to search all over the place. Uh, and um, uh, the process, the process is really twofold. It's allowing me to have a, an avenue where I can express these unloved areas for myself. It's my own healing, it's my own medicine, where I can share my joys, my excitement, my bliss, my love, my frustration, uh, uh, where, where I'm, I'm getting upset with my wife, where uh, I'm not reaching the level that I wanna reach and all the things that I'm feeling, I can put it on pen and I can write it and I can put it into a song and I can express it you know, and get it out. You know? and, 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 and so there's that, that medicine where I get to 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 use this this massive power of love that I've learned that I've cultivated in all the years of 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 all the spiritual practice that I've done. Now I under, I can pinpoint love. I know where love is. I can feel it in my heart. I can turn it on. I can do. I can I can at any point where I don't feel it. I can say, okay, I know what to do to feel it. Great. Let me just do that work so that I can get back into the place where I can tangibly have it. And then point it towards all those spaces in my body, all those spaces in my physical being, all the spaces in my emotional being, all the spaces in my mind that that are spaces of 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 unloved, and and love it directly, you know, like give it direct love. Um, and so that just happens when I write, when I create, when I when I go into that space. It's kind of like a almost a medicine ceremony for me. Um, even to the degree, sometimes I go into the studio and I say, what does it feel like if there's no chorus, if there's no verses? If I didn't know what chorus, verse, and bridge meant, what would I create musically? And I think that that is the thing that a lot of people, um, that's a major space for a lot of creatives, you know, you know to, to turn off what you've learned. Not that you've learned it all, not that you've gone in and done the work, what does it feel like to to unlearn and create from that space. I feel like that's where a lot of healing happens. That's where a lot of new technology of music comes through, you know? Uh, so in, the, in that sense, in that way, it's very insular. It's very uh, um, healing for myself. And then there's, there's the, the deep and really strong desire to love others and to love the listener that, that listens to the music and to be part of the movement um, of consciousness and the movement of um, uh, of this maturing planet, and the movement of um, uh, awareness and self realization being woken up in every human being. So I, I truly believe that the next renaissance in music is is not necessarily a different style, 
Like we've gone through so many different renaissances that had to do with genres and style. Now the next renaissance is going to go beyond genre and style. And it's going to go towards consciousness where, where music and consciousness meets, where, where the mainstream starts taking into more conscious understanding and, and universal laws and, and, and all these ancient sacred texts and technologies are all going to start being influ- uh, uh, brought into more often. And we're seeing it happen. A lot of mainstream artists, you know, Big Sean and, and, like, and Will Smith and, you know, Willow Smith and, and all of these, um, there's so many mainstream artists right now that are taking to consciousness and taking to uh, and understanding, just waking up, basically. Like, oh, okay, cool. I'm actually an infinite being. I'm actually an internal being in a physical body, and I get to experience this planet, you know, as a, as in this vehicle. And that's coming through in their music, and that's happening more and more. So I feel like it's part of my music is also to be a part of that. You know, it's going to happen anyway. So it's just like get on the boat, you know, you know, jump into the party. The party is happening. And I want to be on the leading edge of it. You know, I'm, I, I love being on the leading edge of things. I love like new epic parties that are jumping off. I want to be in that party. And the greatest party for me right now is the party where consciousness and, and the arts meet. Yeah. And so a lot of my music is to, is, is, is um, uh, to speak to that side of life. And how can I uh, speak about relevant topics in a way that um, can allow people to understand deeper sides of themselves and understand that they're the soul and understand that there is more to love and there's what what's yeah 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 would you have um do you have any new music you're working on or some old music you want to share you want to give us a little a little sample maybe a little beat a little not to put you on the pot spot put you in the hot seat yeah. Um, you have a little something you want to share with us? It could be it could be a recorder, or if you just want to maybe just give us a, a freestyle. Maybe you can I can I can do that. I can give I could do a freestyle. Freestyle uh, or something you've written or something you're working on. Yeah. I'll do I'll do something like connected to this topic, which is which is fun. Like I have like a, you know, a good nice little archive in my brain, you know. <laughs> as as you know, as you know, we all do, depending on our service that we're offering. Um and you know, I have have the archive that's like I can go into the space of like uh, eternally situated, sweet blossoming divine youth, internally percolating complete and sublime truth. My yearning is dilated, ever reaction for you, perfecting the mathematics in everything that I do. But every activity ceases when he's playing his flute. They're seemingly captivated, sedated with ears glued. The senses are saturated. Nothing can break through. I desire this introduction, nothing else to pursue. And so we have that area where it's like, where it's like for the divine, where it's Krishna is a little esoteric, you know? And then, then we have another area where we can go, uh, a foot placed in the earth, the other supernova, weight of the world spinning on my shoulders. I set flames to concerns. Will that flip it over? Will it levitate without my constant composure? Speaking of overwhelmed. Used to be chocolate everywhere that you see, but now that money turning the block to cookies and cream. On one end, I see how it cleans up the streets. On the other, the culture nowhere to be seen. Pros and cons that we froze in songs in hopes to spark devotion to keep holding on. It's hard when the changes call, but only the soul remains when the curtains fall. 
relax the vision, proceed to drop in. If I'm lacking rhythm, yo, Shri, you got this. Then I'm back up in it like the roof is topless with a knack for loving like no other option. Yeah, a little spoken word magic for you. Beautiful, loving it, loving it, loving it. People giving love. Somebody said it gave them goosebumps on the chat board. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Sriman, I love you so much. And I'm so, so glad to get to spend this time with you. Um, it's so, so, so fresh, so uplifting, so, so deep, reflective. Um, I appreciate everything you said. Um, it was helpful for me on a personal level. Some things I'm taking away with me personally is that um, don't fear the discomfort. And if things start to, if, if things start to feel overwhelmed, it, 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 it may just mean that I need to expand my ability to receive. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that that's a big big lesson for me and um, I've always felt your your personal demeanor and, and being is you have, you have a very calming energy around you very kind of mm. secure calming energy and I feel it even through the screen and so, um, so I'm super super grateful and honored that you agreed to come and speak with us um, super super grateful for just who you are and what you're doing in the world you're making amazing changes everyone check out shrikala.com and put in the chat board s r i k-a-l-a dot com to check out all the beautiful work he's doing his music etc um anything you want to say before we go say before we head out well, i i just want to say that uh i i also am ma massively inspired by the work that you're doing that you're constantly doing it's great to see that even since our time in the ashram you're just you're still focused and you're still you're still holding it down and I think that that I think that consistency is the name of the game. You know, there's there's so many people that start, but but the the, the there's magic in consistency. There's magic in and doing it again and again and again and again. And I think that that's a that's a, a massive power and a massive inspiration. So thank you for 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 showing up in that way because it, it definitely inspires me. And I'm mm. grateful for everyone that showed up to this to this call today and and showing up for 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 the conversation and and to to hear us get messy with the conversation and, 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 and um, sending so much love out to everyone, to the whole community. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please give my best to, um, to your wife, uh, Jesse. Yes, indeed. Also beautiful, beautiful, beautiful musician. And so uh, thank you all so much, everybody. Tune in. We'll see you all next time. Blessings, blessings. blessings. And what, what I'm going to go ahead and do is we, we haven't done this before, but I just, um, just unmuted. I just unmuted everybody. If everybody wants to just give a little shout out of love to Sri Kala, say hi to oh, Thank you. <laughs> blessings, blessings. Thank you for your wisdom. Your Great kind. to be here. Thank you, Sri Kala. Hey, hey. Blessings, what blessings. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yes, <laughs> yeah. 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 Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody. Take well, be well. Take care, be well. We'll see you next time. Take care, Chicago. Be touch. Yes, indeed. Thank you.